Take your Bibles tonight, turn to uh, Psalm chapter 11. Um, I'm not going to, uh, I never do anyway, uh, preach earth-shattering messages. I'm not uh, <clears throat> too good at it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it's just in my daily reading and my study during the course of the week. Um, and uh, I do read my Bible uh, daily. I can say without fail that uh, um, I do love the Bible. And uh, I love it with all my heart. And uh, um, I've never been a, an avid reader. Um, I didn't like to read coming <clears throat> coming up through school. Um, I, I, I do like to write. Uh, I don't understand. Those two normally go hand in hand. I like to write letters. And uh, I was always good at that. And uh, I guess that's why I'm halfway decent in, in my job and stuff. And I definitely had to be halfway decent in that And when I was uh, uh, dating Kim, and uh, I love to write her letters, and she's got boxes of, of I, I guess she's still got them, uh, I hope she does, and uh, I remember writing those letters and uh, uh, the effort that I put into those, and, uh, and just think about the effort that God put in his love letter that he wrote to us, and uh, what a letter that we have here, and what a book that we have here and uh, what God has given us tonight, and uh, I don't take it lightly, and uh, I know God wants me to spend time in it each day, and uh, uh, <clears throat> you ought to. I, I pray that God would give you a, uh, a conviction about that, because it'll change you. The Bible will uh, change you. God's uh, Word will change you. So in Psalm chapter 11, uh, let's look at a couple of verses here. Um, let's look at verse 3. It says, If the foundations be destroyed... What can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids try the children of men. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word and, Lord, uh, the promises that it gives us, the, uh, Lord, the peace that it gives us when we read it, uh, even when we go through the trials of this life. And, uh, God, uh, when we... Uh, need that comfort, uh, we can find it in your word and uh, the Holy Spirit will speak to us as we look upon the uh, the pages of what's been penned. Now, I just pray tonight that uh, you would be with this people. Help us, uh, Lord, to draw a little bit closer to you and uh, Lord, give us a, a good week as we make preparations for our mission conference this week and then next week as the missionaries come in. I pray, God, that uh, uh, you would uh, give us a time of refreshing, a time of revival in our hearts to uh, know that we serve the living and true God. It's in Jesus' name I make my prayer this evening. Amen. He says in Psalm 11, and David here, and what can the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? And uh, I thought as I was <clears throat> going through my studies in the last couple of weeks that uh, the foundation that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, his mercy and his goodness uh, to us and foundation being that underlying basis or principle, the main support, uh, <clears throat> supporting point or object. And of course, Jesus Christ ought to be the object of our faith and uh, uh, what we believe and what we do. And the Bible tells us, and I think I've heard it quoted today, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus in 1 Corinthians. And what a foundation that we have in him. 
you know, uh, we, we watch the news, we read uh, whatever uh, we read as far as a, uh, <clears throat> to, to gain news. I think our foundation spiritually as a nation and as a society are constantly under attack. And in many cases, they're being destroyed and our homes and uh, the families are there. And the Bible teaches us to be rooted up and built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Rooted up and built up in those things. In order to be rooted up and built up, you have to have a firm foundation. Uh, as I uh, went through this, I thought of the old hymn, On Christ a solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Everything that I've tried to build upon previously in my life, I've sunk. It's uh, When I try to do something in my own self-righteousness, it, it, it seems to fail. It wanes uh, unless I, I build upon what Christ wants me to do there. I think that uh, many a life, many a home, many a marriage, many a church has sunk this evening because they're not rooted up and built in the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And uh, many churches that have gone by the wayside, many marriages have failed today because they were not built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and the word that he has given us to build those things upon. Paul provided the ultimate illustration over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And he says, we are the building and Jesus Christ has to be the foundation. If that building's going to stand, the foundation has to be Jesus Christ. Now, the building that we sit in here tonight, while this is a nice building, and I had nothing to do with this building being built. I had nothing to do with that building being built over there. I was here when this building was built, the one across the road. But the building is not what uh, uh, we build upon. What we build upon and the building is you and I as members of a body of Christ here tonight. That's what we're building upon. This is what houses us and allows us to come together as a group of people tonight. If you read that chapter, verse 11 explicitly tells us that Jesus Christ has to be that foundation. And if we don't start with the right foundation, everything else that we do is in vain. If it's not about Jesus Christ tonight, it's in vain. I don't care if you're out soul winning. I don't care if I'm reading my Bible. I don't care if I'm praying. If it's not about bringing honor and glory to Jesus Christ as the foundation of my faith, it is in vain. And that's what the Bible teaches us tonight about that. And Solomon, uh, one of my favorite uh, writers in the Bible, of course, uh, I mention it quite often, and uh, I love to read what he writes, and he's pessimistic about most things. And uh, he's, a, he's a great pessimist in, in that. But he come to the conclusion in Ecclesiastes that all things we labor for under the sun are vanity. And the older I get, the more I see the things that I'm laboring for under the sun, they're vanity. Age will bring that with you. Age will bring a little wisdom that you'll see that they're vanity. Now, are they nice? Yes, they're nice. I enjoy some of those things that are there. I love plugging the pastor about baseball. I love plugging about a car. I love those things that are there that I was brought up with that were the roots of my life when I was a young man. But those things that I, I had back then, I can see that they were vanity at that point in time because they brought no honor or no glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. All things that we do should bring glory and honor to him. 
You know, Christ didn't die for a work salvation. I'm, I mentioned that this morning in our Sunday school lesson. And Christ died in order that we could consciously, by faith, accept his perfect sacrifice. That's why he died. So we could do that by faith and accept that sacrifice that he had. The test of our service that we have and the things that we do will be tried by fire. Our works will be made manifest and be tried of what sort that they are. You know, I'm glad tonight that Christ took upon himself that burden of being our foundation for humanity. Uh, I know that uh, uh, I wouldn't want to take that burden on and have to bear that. And that, that's a foundation that will not be destroyed regardless of what comes our way. I've always got a firm foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Christ is everlasting tonight and he is eternal. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And once you settle the foundation for your life, then you have to build upon that and upon each area of your life. And he says, if the foundations be destroyed, David is in a situation here, and uh, what the, the answer to all the, the problems that we have in life and the things that we face in this life can be found in the foundation that we have in him. I recall when Kim and I first got married, we bought our first home was over on Fitch Avenue, 106 Fitch Avenue, and it was a cracker box about the about the size of, of this right here. And uh, uh, that's where <clears throat> Andrew was born and brought home from the, from the hospital. And, uh, <clears throat> boy, we needed, we needed some more room in the house. And, man, I was going to be the carpenter. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm a handyman. I'm a jack of all trades. I can do it all. So <clears throat> I had one of my buddies down there at work. We ended up getting some uh, railroad ties, and there were six buys. And uh, there was six by and about 18 foot long. And I said, I'm going to use these for the foundation around the room which I'm going to build. I was strapped for money. I, need, I, I didn't have uh, a lot of cash to go out to Lowe's and buy a package of lumber to build onto the back of the house. And I know Kim just looked out the back door and saw those railroad ties laying out there and said, what in the world is he going to do here? So I dug me four big holes. And on the back side of that house, I put those railroad ties in there and I cut them off and I was going to use them and, and band around those railroad ties so I could build my subfloor and all that. Little did I know that those things had to be pretty, when you start on that, you need to be pretty square when you start at the bottom because it has a huge impact when you get to the top. I was, I was fairly square within two, three, four inches, somewhere in there. So I got it all started, and I started building the bottom of the floor. And I noticed when I got to the floor and laying the sheet and on the floor at the top there that I was off a few inches over here, had to do a little trim in there, a little trim in there. Got to putting the walls up, studding the walls up. Well, this wall was a little this way, that wall was a little that way. And when you go to put the drywall up on that, it makes a big difference when you're putting the drywall up because they make the drywall in four-by-eight sheets for a reason. And it didn't all quite work out. By the time I got to the roof, I had the roof trusses, trusses made for the back of the house. And the roof trusses were off quite a bit. And my dad came over and said, <laughs> he's like, son, I don't know what you've done here, but you've made a mess. And um, I said, well, dad, we can cover it all up. And uh, so we put some shingles on it, put the siding on it, and got it all together. But I found out that 
starting with the right foundation and building right from the get-go and doing it right from the initial stages has a huge impact at the end of the project. I learned a lot from that project of what not to do. And I've learned a lot in life and not building on the right foundation and doing the right things and not building on Jesus Christ and doing them the wrong way. They will get you the wrong result. And Jesus Christ has told us that he is the foundation that we are to build upon. Every decision that we make in life, everything that we do ought to be built upon what he has told us to do. And we sometimes neglect to do what God has asked us to do. You know, the same is uh, with us in our personal lives. We, uh, we build upon the wrong foundations. We end up getting everything out of square and realize that what we've built is nothing more than a ship without a rudder. Think of a ship. I mean, you've got a huge ship, and he talks about it over in James. He talks about that it has a helm, and, and that ship, it's guided by that small rudder that takes it through the water normal time, a huge ship, and we get everything out of square. We don't build upon Jesus Christ, and we end up getting caught in the waves and getting tossed about to and fro. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and the things that we do there, we don't understand that we're not going the right direction. Each area of our life is a part of the building or structure that is built. Christ should be the foundation of our marriages, of our family, our church, our work, and every other activity that we take part in. He guides us and wants to guide us in all facets of our life. Foundation is first mentioned in the book of Exodus chapter 9 verse 18. Uh, the Lord is instructing Moses in the contest with Pharaoh that he's going to send a very grievous hail upon the people there. And this is, I think, uh, the eighth uh, uh, interview or the eighth time that he goes in and sees him. And he says it's going to be one such that's not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof even until now. As we know uh, from Scripture, Egypt is a picture or type of the world in Scripture, and their foundation was not upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Their foundation as a group of people was on Pharaoh, on the gods that were there, on the things that they could do that were self-serving for themselves. America today is the same way. We're self-serving. It's pride. It's about me. It's about the things that I can accomplish in this life. It's not about that, folks. It's about Jesus Christ today, and that's what the Bible teaches. And I say with the law first mentioned there, it's mentioned in a bad uh, sense there. It's not always a bad sense throughout that, but the first mention of it was in a bad sense in, in that uh, <clears throat> portion of Scripture. The foundations of this world are out of course to man, but the Lord hath laid the foundation of the earth, made and created all things for his good pleasure, and will one day judge the earth and inherit all nations. You have a, a, a parable in Matthew chapter 7 and in Luke chapter 6. It describes a man who built his house upon a rock and the floods came and the winds blew. And the one that built his house upon the rock, we know that it stood. The one that built his house upon the, the sands, uh, it was swept away. But the interesting thing about that, do you know that the, <clears throat> from my study of it, that is the first parable in scriptures that Jesus spoke and, it, and, and as I thought about this, why would that be the first parable that he spoke? Because Jesus needs to be the foundation. You have to start 
with the right foundation. And I think that he was teaching them in those parables that this is what you have to start with. If you do not have Jesus Christ as the foundation of every decision that you make in your life, then you're starting the wrong way and you're going to end up with a bad result. And I've got a little note in one of my other Bibles that I carried for a while. Uh, Live right, do right, and you're going to die right. Christ wants you to live and start and make your decisions based upon what he wants you to do and have a firm foundation in that. So where am I getting with all that? Well, once you've settled uh, the foundation of salvation, and I pray to God tonight that everybody that's listening to me uh, has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Most of us are home folks. I know that. There may be some that are listening that are not, but I hope you settle the foundation of your salvation. And <clears throat> But I think you've got to settle on some things once you get saved. And one of the things that I think you've got to settle on is you've got to settle on the Bible. You've got to settle on the Bible because I believe this book is alive tonight. I believe I've read it enough. It's brought enough things into my life and and God has showed me enough through this book to show me that it is alive. That Bible speaks to me. It has every answer to the questions that I have that, that I'm encountered with on a daily basis or faced with in this life. The Bible says what? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh, if we believe the stories contained in the scriptures tonight, we can go through it from Moses to Jonah to Job to Paul to Daniel. We, we teach our kids all these stories, but we can't settle on a version of the Bible tonight. We can't settle on that. And uh, uh, I believe that God can use men to preserve his word and pass it down from generation to generation to generation so that you and I can have the perfect word of God tonight. And I believe that it is found in the King James Bible 1611. And you need to settle that. Settle that. You're confused tonight when you get all these other versions of scriptures there. Some people don't like that. They say that you can use this and you can use... Well, you may be able to get some things, but you need to settle that God, if he can create the world, if he can do all the things that's outlined in this book, why in the world could he not preserve that word tonight? He can preserve that word. You need to settle that issue. I settled that issue a long time ago. You can settle it, and that is a firm foundation, folks. You have something to build upon. You're not going from here to there to here to there saying, I don't know, this says this, this says it. No, no, it doesn't say that. This is what the Word of God says tonight. You know, if I had, I would be walking around in a fog with as many versions that are on the shelves today if I tried to keep up with all that stuff. You, 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 you would stay in a fall. You would stay in a, a, a constant uh, discontent about what's, uh, what to believe. And I think that's why a lot of people can't grow tonight in their spiritual life. Uh, they haven't settled that issue. They don't know what to believe. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How is your faith going to grow as it should when it's not rooted in the pure, unblemished word of God as he's preserved it for us? 
Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens, is what he says. You have three specific instructions in the word of God anyway relating, related to the maintaining of the integrity of the book. They're found in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, Revelation chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. And there's other indirect references all throughout Scripture to the subject matter, but I think that those provide enough sound basis for standing on the King James Bible Bible as a pure source and faith and truth that we put our uh, uh, faith in tonight. The book guides the construction of your building tonight. We all have a building. You're building a building tonight. Whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your church, whether it's at work, etc. If God's word will not take you to church tonight, it'll be doubtful that it'll take you to heaven. And, uh, you know, if you can't believe in that word right now and, and, and be in church, which leads me into my next foundation, is our church. Uh, this church has been a rock for me for 33 years. Now, I haven't always been happy. Now, I didn't, God didn't say I was always going to be happy in church. You get disgruntled sometimes. You get flustered sometimes in church. But your church is your foundation. If your foundation is on Jesus Christ and your foundation has the word of God built upon it, then your church, in my, my view, is next in that order. Your church. And your church family, I have drawn more encouragement from those that have been around me and those that have encouraged me in the faith when I was down, when I wanted to give up, when I wanted to quit, when I got mad, it was somebody that said something that didn't even know that they said it that encouraged me to keep on going, to keep on plugging and doing what I needed to do. Do you know how precious it is tonight to have a church like we've got? Uh, uh, it's, uh, the Bible is very clear on you know, the church and our love for it. He told us over in, uh, in the book of Ephesians that I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church and died for it and gave himself for it. And the church is built upon that rock, which is Jesus Christ. He told us over in Matthew chapter 16. We're members of that church and we have a responsibility as vessels tonight of honor where others can come and testify of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, people see me every, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time that we have a function in church. They see me, they know I'm going to church. They know where I'm going to church. And they know the church that we're at. They know what we believe. The people at work know what our church believes. The mayor didn't for a time. He thought we were tied to Westboro for a while. Uh, and he point blank asked me one day. <laughs> uh, that's another story. But at any rate, they know where you go. And I'm a testimony. I, I, I testify of the things that this church believes in what we do. And uh, uh, we can't uh, uh, see in Acts chapter 2 verse 47 is the first mention of the New Testament church. And it stated that the people had all things in common. They came together, they praised God, they won souls, they broke bread from house to house, and they had singleness of heart. They sold all their possessions and parted them to all men. 
That's what the first church did. That's what church is about. Uh, he picks at us all the time, and, I, and I've heard it for as long as you have. And I know some of you, say, he talks about that all the time. But there is one thing that we can do, and there's one thing that, that I take pride in, is being faithful to church and the services that we have. It's important. It's important to pray for people on Wednesday night. It's important to pray for our missionaries. It's important that these people that are sick around here, Randy depends on your prayer. Mike depends on your prayer. The people that are in Maryland depends on your prayer. All those, you wouldn't know that they were sick if you weren't in church and didn't get to hear somebody request prayer for them. It's important. And the church is a foundation for that. Andrew wouldn't be where he's at today if it had not been for the Lord Jesus Christ and the firm foundation that he has in this church today. He would give a testimony to that. I know that he would. My marriage would not be where it is today if it had not been for the pastor, for those that have been around me, for the church people that have been around me. I would have been out there. I've been a hooligan on the streets running up and down the road drinking just like the rest of them and living it up. It was because somebody cared enough because it was scriptural that they come and told me that I was doing wrong. I needed to get some things right and I needed to put my foundation on that which would not sink and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the church tonight. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for Landmark Baptist Church. And we get a little fussy sometimes about it. I get fussy sometimes about it. So what foundation are we building? Paul told the brethren at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that they should speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among them, but to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. They were saying some was of Paul, some was of Apollos, some was of Cephas. But Paul said Christ is not divided. We should be aware of anything unscriptural that separates Christians from one another. If it's not scriptural, then, uh, you know, it's best to hold our tongue sometimes. It's best to hold our opinion sometimes. If it's not uh, scriptural, uh, <clears throat> then I'm going to do something not to be a stumbling block or an offense to my brother. And uh, oh, we learn that trait. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I think pride gets in the way sometimes. We're a little smarter than we think we are. And that includes myself when I say that. Hebrews says that Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. No church tonight is worth its salt who doesn't have Jesus Christ as the foundation of their ministries. I believe that everything that we do here at Landmark Baptist Church, our foundation is bringing honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for what he's done for us. To win these young kids to Christ, to take the buses out, all the things that we've done over the years, I think it was to bring honor and glory to God and to bring those children and bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Bruce Lee, I don't know his spiritual condition. I didn't look it up. I don't uh, know what he was. But I know that he had a little saying. And I like the message that Bruce Lee, and it goes along with church for me. It says <clears throat> one of his mottos or one of his sayings was, and if you don't know who Bruce Lee was, he a little kung fu con, you know, whatever. Whatever he did. Karate, something, you know. But he conveyed in that. He said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. He's mastered it. 
He's mastered that one thing. And you know what? We practice a lot of things. We talk a lot of things. But man, when you master the book and what God has said, this is what we need to master. We, we want to have mastery in the things that are of the world. But we need to be focusing on mastering the things that are of God. We would have, there would be a fear of some, you know, if somebody thought that you knew the word and you were ready to give answers to every man that asketh you the hope that is in you and be able to uh, uh, recite that word like we ought to be able to recite that, I think there'd be a little bit more fear. There'd be a little bit more respect for the Christian uh, faith and, and, and those that are out there proclaiming it. But uh, we haven't mastered that yet. Foundation or variation is mentioned 86 times in the Bible. I think it's important that we have the right foundation in our life. I'm thankful for the firm foundation that I have tonight in Jesus Christ. We need to encourage one another and reassure one another along the journey. We're all on this journey together. You may not like me. I may not like you, but I'm commanded to love you. And... Uh, I, I, I like everybody in here. I'm not saying that, but, just, but I'm just saying we're going to have disagreements. We're all not going to get along. But if the foundations be destroyed, then what can the righteous do? We don't need to destroy the foundation that we've got here. We've got a nice, firm foundation because it is built upon the Lord Jesus Christ. What we need to do is take what we've got and build thereupon. And God will bless that. Isaiah 28 says, Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet... They would not hear. You know what? You've heard many sermons, I'm sure, before on building a firm foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I encourage you tonight that if your foundation is wavering this evening on anything, any area of your life, that you get that thing right tonight. Number one, make sure you're saved. Number two is make sure that You've come, I would come to some, ask God to give me some uh, clarity on what I need to have as a Bible. And number three is, is I would make, thank God for the church that I'm in tonight. And uh, we take it for granted that we can walk into these doors and that we come in and we sit in and we're going to have a church service and somebody's going to preach the word of God to us. Somebody's going to sing a song to us. Somebody's going to play the piano for us. We're going to take up an offering and all things are going to continue as it were. It's, it just don't work that way, folks. There, you, you read some of these missionary letters and these guys would give their eye teeth to have part of what we have for a service. There's people within the United States of America that are on fields that would give a anything that they got to have half of what we got for a convert, uh, for a, uh, a congregation tonight in their church. It's a, it's a, it, and we take it for granted each and every day. And uh, we think that if we get mad that we're going to run down here and find another church. We'll run on down there and find another church. Run, run right on, because I tell you what, you'll not find another church 
you'll not find another man that believes in this word and this book any more than what we preach it. We've got a church tonight that cares about the souls of men, that cares about what happens in our community, what happens in our state, and what happens in our nation. And thank God that we do tonight as we stand to our feet.